Alright everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 39, Let the Rhythm Guide You. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Deshaun as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Um, I've just moved to a new location in my studio, so it feels fresh, it feels new, and I have a lot more energy now. <laughs> That's always a good way to get started. A fresh start, a good, clean energy going in there. That's how you want it. Absolutely. Now... Enough about my beautiful little studio that no one will ever see in person, but maybe some people. Um, today is all about you, right? It is. It is. And I, I very much appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. But to know more about you, I'm sure the amazing Deshaun has some secrets here and there, but we want, we want to know like the top layer of Deshaun. Who is Deshaun? <laughs> All right. Top layer of Deshaun. Deshaun is a military veteran who um, has a strong hobby in a couple different things. But for the most part right now, it's just all about coming back from the military life, settling in, enjoying life a little bit more, taking a little bit slower and sitting back and just like doing everything that everyone's got a chance to do for the past couple of years while I was in the military. So now it's just all about enjoying life right now. And you're still young, so you have time to enjoy your pastime, such as the hobby you're going to talk about today and enjoy life. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of which, what is your hobby? Oh, it is dancing. I absolutely love dancing. Uh, to me, it's just been one of those things. It's just been incorporated in my life for a long time. And I just, I can't go without doing it. It's stress relieving. It's just a fun time. And when did you get introduced to dancing? You just like, you came out of your mother like, Hey, let's dance. <laughs> no, no, it's actually funny. Um, I couldn't dance at all when I was younger. So I want to say probably around, probably around like fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade. That's when, when it first became something that I wanted to do. Was it like a school dance or? So I had gone to all, you know, those elementary school dances that we've all gone to those awkward stand on one side, yeah. watching the other people dance or doing the awkward square dancing. At least that was at my school. No, it was, it was. Like one specific thing was the Michael Jackson 30th anniversary. That is when I really decided I wanted to learn how to dance. So somebody in your family or you, somebody on the radio was just playing that song. And you're like, Ooh, it just hit you. You just want to move to it. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, it was that it was. So I'm watching the 30th anniversary. It came on TV and we were all sitting in front of the TV and we even recorded this on VHS because we were just so enamored with how he was moving on the screen and how much his fans loved him. It was just at that moment, it was like, everybody loves this guy. I need to try and emulate what he's doing. And we just like all started practicing dancing right there in the living room. It was hilarious. But it's just like something that stayed with me ever since then. So you're saying you all practiced in the living room. So this is every member of your family. <laughs> it really was. At first, it was like my mom sitting there and she was getting up and dancing. And then my brother would try to do the moonwalk and his socks on the carpet. And then I'd get up and be like, no, no, it's more like this. And all of a sudden, my sister would come out and do some crazy move. It was just it was hilarious, but it was also a good time. It was just so much fun. Now, not to put any pressure, but who was the best dancer at that time? At that time, ironically, it was my brother. My brother just picked up everything instantly and I just could not emulate it at all. He was just moonwalking. He was doing the spin. He was doing everything. It was just fantastic. And I just couldn't copy him. So to this day, does your brother dance with you or 
is just you know. No, <laughs> no, he actually gave it up. He gave it up a long time ago, and he doesn't really dance at all anymore. Every once in a while, he'll do something goofy, but if you look at him, you would have no idea that he was actually capable of dancing at one point. He's got to he's got to step up his game, you know. Because is he the younger brother or the older brother? He is the older brother. He's the one who I'm supposed to look up to. But how am I supposed to look up to him if I can't invite him out on the dance floor with me? See, now you're setting a challenge for him. So next time he sees you dance, he's got to bust a move. You know what I'm saying? He tries it. He still tries it. It just doesn't go well for him. So speaking of which, you've done some Michael Jackson moves. But what is your preferred style these days? Now it's more of a freestyle. It's a combination of some of the Michael Jackson moves, but also some of the traditional pop lock moves that you see. And it's just a really fluid moving style that I just really have a fun time just creating new moves and just doing something that's different. Nothing that's too, nothing too original, but at the same time, nothing too practiced and ever and common. So a little bit of both. What would you say is the best part about dance on a personal level? So on a personal level, at, at least I have a strong emotional tie to it. Back when I was in elementary school, I had just recently moved to a new school and I was starting all over. I didn't have any friends. I didn't really know anybody. And I had came in at the fifth grade and everyone was already established at this point. And once again, after seeing Michael Jackson, seeing how popular he was, it was really just my way of just kind of showing off to my friends. Well, I, at that point classmates because they weren't my friends um, and just expressing something different. And I remember going into the bathroom, throwing water on the bathroom floor and moonwalking because I had finally learned how to moonwalk. And all of the boys were just so impressed with it that I finally did a sixth grade talent show. And that's where I actually got my my name out there a little bit. And I started generating a little more friends. So it, I have strong emotional ties with dancing. It really helped develop who I was as a person. Did you ever use it to try to impress somebody you were interested in? Oh, all the time, all the time. It never works. I promise you, it never works. Uh, so wait a second, you threw water on the ground and I never thought that was a thing for moonwalking. I thought you just you had to be light on your feet. So where did you learn that trick that you, had to, you could throw water on the ground to make it easier to moonwalk? <laughs> so this was back when when we used to practice moonwalking, we would first start on the carpet. Then we figured out it was easier to do it on the tile in the uh, kitchen because you could slide easier. So then next we figured that as long as the floor was slick, we can moonwalk because we just weren't good at it yet. We were just still practicing. So then I realized it was so much easier if I always put water down on the floor and I could slide. So I started doing it in the bathroom. I'd start doing it at like the elementary school dances. I would take a cup of water and just quickly drop it on the ground. Really dangerous. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> I would just quick it, quickly drop it on the ground so I could spin and moonwalk. I would just do all these little tricks and it would come out beautifully. Thankfully, now I don't have to use water as much, but I still take advantage if it is a wet floor. It's a rainy day. Definitely. Did your mom ever catch you dropping water on the ground on purpose? <laughs> no, she did not. No, she didn't. But it's good that you don't need to do it anymore. But that's a cool technique that people who want to learn how to moonwalk can definitely give it a try. Do not do it when your parents are around or else they will get angry. But make sure to clean up after yourself <laughs> after you're done. Or you know what? You're mopping the house. Just say you're mopping. Yeah. You're, you're doing some house chores exactly. on your socks. <laughs> exactly. So for you, where is your favorite place to practice dancing? Is it in a gym, at home, outside? Now it's the gym. Right now it's it's really the gym just because it's 
secluded. You can got you have the mirror in front of you. Everything's just to yourself. So that's probably my favorite spot now. It used to be outside just because it was out in the open. It was free. Somebody walking by would be like impressed for a second and then they might stay and watch and then they'll walk on. But it was just it was just really fun to just be out in the open, just doing whatever you wanted to do. Goofy things, um, fun things. But now now that uh, I've gotten a little bit older, now I just generally stay to the gym. <laughs> so speaking of which, did you meet anybody interesting like another dancer while you were doing this outside? So never outside, um, but I did actually meet a lot of friends that way. Um, back when I was in school, I actually met a whole bunch of people that were just interested in dancing and we ended up doing a little break dance club. So we started off that way and that was just from me dancing outside and they joined in. Also at a couple different different places that I went to, I would just dance for fun and you end up meeting random people who are not huge in the dance community, but still big enough to be known by local dancers, just different people who own different studios or dance at different studios. So it was really cool. I also met a, one of the members from the Jabberwockies. Oh, wow. I can't remember his name. So if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So you met all these people. What was Did you have a name for the group you created, the uh, breakdancing group? <laughs> no, not really. Not really. We just kind of called it the breakdancing club. We always have like different goofy names that we would just come up with on the spot, depending on who was really like leading the dance that day or what we saw. You know, if we watched something funny on TV, we would just call it for that name for the day. But other than that, no, we just kind of call it ourselves just like the breakdance club, something very generic. <laughs> and did you guys have names for yourselves, like nicknames for dance? You, you know, we always talked about that, right? Because every big dancer always has a name. You got Salah, you got Popping John, you got all these big name people who have these like monikers that you know. And of course, we were just like, yeah, we'll come up with one eventually. But no, we never really came up with any. Unfortunately, I don't have any like good stories on that one. <laughs> well, you were focused in the dance. You didn't care about the name. People can call you whatever you want. You just impress them with your moves. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got to impress them with my moves first before I can get a nickname. And when we're talking about moves, you said you created some moves. And when you try to find inspiration for that, where do you go? So always, I think one of the biggest things that I do is um, it, it's kind of twofold and it really changed over the years. In the beginning, it was all about emulating what somebody was doing on a screen. I would try to watch another dancer and just see something that blew me away and then just copy it and kind of put my own spin to it. And that works a lot. It really was cool. And then as I got older, I watched a video of someone explaining how your dance to create new dance moves, take it from absolutely any inspiration out there. Imagine you're just like drinking a cup of soda and then all of a sudden you're you're thinking, hmm, how can I make drinking a cup of soda into a dance move that looks cool? It's the simplest things that you are really impressed with how good they come out. I, I know one of my favorite ones is like, what would it look like if someone fell upwards, like almost like falling in reverse? And that's one of my favorite moves. And I do it all the time. I know it sounds so weird to describe, uh, but it, it's one of my favorite moves. And I always do it. And it just came about just like trying to make something different. And that's cool. So now I'm stuck trying to figure out what this falling upwards is. I'm fixated <laughs> on that. Um, you're going to have to send me the link to a video of you doing it or somebody else doing it so I can share it with the listeners so the people who don't know what that is can learn. When I say those people, I mean myself included. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Wherever you're located, is there snow or ice? There is. Well, at the moment, there is not. But winter, winter comes with snow and ice there, right? Correct. Yes. 
So you might see a lot of people uh, doing some not intentional breakdancing when they slip. <laughs> That's exactly. Yes. Please tell me you pulled inspiration <laughs> from seeing somebody falling. <laughs> Never from somebody falling. <laughs> I did not come up with that after seeing someone fall. However, I do use it every time I fall and I'm quick enough on my feet to do the move and it comes off really nicely. I feel like you make it just elegant. As you're falling, just a split second looks ugly, but it's just like, ooh, smooth transition. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare. It's very rare. I don't want to make it sound like I'm some type of ninja who can do that every time I fall because that is not the case at all. So we were speaking about the moves and all that. How long does it take you to master a new move? So it's so interesting. Sometimes I can pick up a move and it's just maybe a couple minutes just because I understand how it's supposed to feel and how it's supposed to look. And then other times it can take me weeks of just doing the same move over and over again. And it's not until I get that muscle memory down, then it works. It just all depends on the move. And sometimes it's not even the most complex moves that take the longest. It's just ones that you're unfamiliar with. So it's really different and it, it just really varies move to move. So do you prefer planned move or I don't, I'm not an expert in dance, but do uh, like improvised moves happen a lot? Like say jazz, you know how jazz is very improvised. Does that happen? Like you're in a move, you're like, okay, I kind of screwed this up. Let me try to improvise. It's more body instincts rather than just thinking. So for me, um, I do like, I do tend to like the freestyle moves a little bit more. That's just because it's just more in my personality and more the way that I like to dance. I like to just hear a goofy song and start out with a goofy dance and then go into something that's a little more structured and looks a little bit more impressive and then go back into something goofy. So for me, I do enjoy the moves that are just kind of spontaneous and just out of nowhere. And I come up with like these goofy dance moves or these goofy things like the wiggly fish or, or the lemon or these like really goofy dance moves that I add to my library that I always do. So it's it, definitely the spontaneous ones. And uh, for you, when you're dancing, do you have a pair of lucky shoes? <laughs> I don't. Not anymore. I used to. I definitely used to. And it was definitely the ones that were really slick on the bottom so I could slide and glide a lot easier. But as I got older, <laughs> I no longer have that, nor do I have shoes that I just keep around for that long solely for the reason of dancing. Did you name those shoes? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not. But I made sure that any time I thought I was going to dance, I had those shoes. So when you did go to dance and you had those shoes, would you prefer to dance at a casual level or do you enter some competitions? I entered the local, very, very local ones. Any, any dance competition that was on a very casual level, it was just like people kind of entered like applying or joining in the competition nothing ever too grand scheme maybe if the like a beach was having a dance competition for the day or i was at some some place some party and they were having a dance competition i would definitely enter those but never anything huge um i don't know why i know ne i never took that opportunity to join in one i don't know well i've seen your videos on uh, on instagram and you have full control of your body so i i wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if you just said you know what I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to jump into competition and just, you know, win, just casually win. <laughs> no, no, I wish I wish uh, there's so many people that are just absolutely amazing at dancing. And it's like once you start seeing them dance, you're like, you kind of get scared, even though you're more than confident with yourself and like how you can perform. You just see these other people and you're just like, oh, man am I on their level? You just kind of get shocked for a second. And then they're thinking the same thing. So it's just like this huge group of people who are hyping up the other person and not, not believing in themselves for no reason. It's like me with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so the, the community aspect, you meet these people and you, you think they're amazing and vice versa. Do you prefer dancing alone or dancing with somebody else or a group of people? So I love both of them. I love both of them for different reasons. Sometimes when you're dancing by yourself, you can do whatever you want. You can just take the dance in your own way and just create anything from it. You don't have to worry about anybody. You don't have to worry about space. You can just be free. But at the same time, when you're dancing with people, they inspire you like no other. They help you create moves or they kind of critique certain ways you're doing things and like, hey, you should do it this way. This one little change will show you something amazing. And that's how you like learn new moves and really just kind of build that strong community with each other and just continue to grow with each other. So I like them both. And when they do teach you new moves, has there been a move that you to this day, have not been able to accomplish, I wouldn't say accomplish, but reach yet, but you really want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. I still want to windmill. I'm not a break dancer, but I swear one day I will learn how to windmill. And do you have your own personal moves that you've created and give, given a name to it? If it doesn't have a name, it's okay. But if it like your own invention. <laughs> I do. Absolutely. Well, at least there's... um. There's ones that I, I do all the time that people know, people know it's mine. And does it have a name? I, I gotta ask. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. A couple of them. So there's the wiggly fish. That one is probably my favorite one. It's a really goofy looking move that I suggest you never do at a party because you will get stared at. You put your hands on your hip and you act like a fish, but it, it's fun to do. <laughs> it is fun to do. I also have the Egyptian crab. And that's another one. Don't do at parties, but it's really fun to do. You know exactly what I'm going to do at the next party, right? I'm going to do both of those. <laughs> I'm going to look up a video. I'm going to ask you to show me how to do that. And I'm doing that. See, I don't get embarrassed anymore. So this is fine. <laughs> well, there you go. I promise you, you will be the life or at least the talk of the party. Or end up hurting myself doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking about hurting myself, did you ever hurt yourself doing or dancing? Ne yes, <laughs> I was going to say not really, but, but yes, I've definitely had those days where um, I'll do a dance move and I'm on a dance floor and I don't realize how slick it is from somebody dropping their drink or spilling something and I'm not aware and I'm just having a good time and I've just completely ate it, just hit the floor hard and it's just a bad time. And you usually play it off, you kind of wiggle it out or just kind of like shimmy out of the circle and let somebody else go in there and then cry in the corner. So yeah. Definitely been there. Kind of reminds me of that old YouTube video of the guy with the nunchucks who does a backflip but slips on the ground and gets up and tries like wobbles off camera. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what happens. Just play it off. It's cool. It's cool. Smile. You know, <laughs> just do some other moves until you fade into the crowd. Exactly. Oh, man. For you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started dancing? For me, when I first started dancing, it was trying to be so much like Michael Jackson. It was setting the bar so high for myself for no reason. Um, I just thought that there was no other type of dancing but his. So imagine just trying to be like a little kid and trying to learn all these ridiculous moves that he's had his entire lifetime to master. And you're trying to do it at, in, in the span of like a year or two, just because you think that it's the only type of dance move. And as I got older, I just eventually started like spreading it out and just doing different things and taking different inspirations, but definitely trying to emulate him so hard in the beginning. That was probably the biggest challenge. And on the flip side, what is your current biggest challenge? Current biggest challenge, I would definitely say more than anything else is just 
flexibility. You don't realize like how much flexibility really plays into a lot of the dance moves when you're younger versus when you're older. And just reminding myself every day that I need to stretch. I need to kind of get these these movements down so that each dance move just has the same appeal like it used to have because I don't have the same flexibility. So it's it's really crazy how physical it, it becomes as you get older. So on that note, who is the oldest person you know that do, does the same type of dance as you do? And have you seen how their style has is different from yours? Yeah. So uh, there's a, there's a couple. Uh, there's actually this guy. He's down in um, down in Norfolk, Norfolk Naval Station, right around that area. And he is a pop locker himself. And he's in his 50s. He's really good. And it's just a nice reminder of how if you stay into the entire aspect of dancing, staying flexible, being young at heart and just like being free. It doesn't matter. There's no, I'm too old to dance. He's just like, no, this is something that I do every day. Just like walking, just like eating. It's part of my life. I love it. It doesn't slow me down at all. And it's just something I'll always do. So it's kind of crazy. So you've seen young people do it, old people do it and people in between doing it. Have you taken the time to learn the history of pop lock i have not i um i kind of know the dancing history very briefly just how the origins go from popping from jazz dancing to popping to pop locking but i've never actually sat down and watched the entire history of it all so from the time you actually started doing it have you seen an evolution to what it is today oh absolutely absolutely it's from the time I started and what it is today, it's just so interesting how it kind of ebbs and flows. There was a point in time where um, over in Korea, it got massive and there was a lot of pop lockers in Korea that were bringing back a lot of 80s style in current day. And it was just really, it was throwing people off. They're like, whoa, these are, these are dance moves that my dad did and stuff like that. It was just like really throwing you off. And then all of a sudden they would incorporate these really new, unique moves into it so now you have this like 80s breakdancing style with this quick modern style that was just this beautiful mix and it was just it was throwing people off but it was actually really really nice my wife is from south korea and she's the one who keeps me all updated on those those new dance moves i like i don't know how to do it she's like hey hey alex come check out this video i'm like all right let's see and i'm like can the human body physically do that <laughs> right <laughs> so for you do you have any pet peeves when it comes to dance it could either be about the community the people the culture anything that bothers you yeah and this one is very minor this one is not like a hard hardcore thing and i don't fault anybody for it at all but for me when i'm watching a dance a dance video or a dance move or anything like that i love to watch the video stable and then see them actually moving around and doing the dances a lot of the modern style dance videos actually have the camera following their every movement and because it looks so much better when you're just watching it but as a as a dancer myself a lot of times i like the camera to be stable so that i can actually see their movements i want i'm more impressed by their movements instead of the camera work but i understand why they do it it looks better it it definitely gets more clicks so i understand it but it's just a personal pet peeve of mine so I, I don't know how much you know about South Korea and their music. Do you know a group called BTS? I do not. I do not. Okay. So BTS is a big group in South Korea and they're probably the biggest K-pop group right now. And 
they are famous to do dance videos where they show their choreograph of their whole dance for every song they do in a stable mode. So it's not multiple oh. cameras showing it. It's just one camera. Yeah, see, so, that's so, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the link later after the, the podcast so you have an idea. You could click it or not click it, but at least it'll be there in case. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But speaking of which, I remember because I was inter- I was always interested in pop lock or just break dancing and all that. I don't know if you've ever seen this video, but this this dude where he does like a handstand, but like an angled handstand. It's an older video and he's doing push-ups. It's like a push-up handstand. I'll have to send mm. the video, but uh, for whoever's listening who might know what I'm talking about, share it. But <laughs> if you don't, I will share it. Is it the one? Is it the guy? It's a French who guy. Has, I, is he a black guy? Yeah, he's a black guy. I believe that's B-Boy Jr. I believe. Yes, yes. and he does like a windmill with his body. Yes. That Every time I see that video, I'm like, Damn. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. A lot of the times when you watch these dancers and the way that they create these moves and the way they cr- control their body, it's really, really amazing. It's fantastic to look at. And it's even better when you see how much fun it looks like they're having. And I'm sure you always have fun doing it. I, I can't imagine you one day just dancing out of it. Like you're just angry dancing. Is that a thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a thing. It is a thing. I'm, I don't really, if I'm dancing, I'm usually in a really good mood um, or just want to get some exercise. It. I've never, it's only been like once or twice where somebody's like challenged me to a dance competition or a dance contest, like somewhere out. And I'm just like, man now is not the time and I'm just like <laughs> dancing just to do it. <laughs> Very rare does that happen. Yeah, I, I can't imagine you like you're paying your taxes. Oh, I'm just angry paying my taxes. Let me dance this. Mm. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> so exactly. on the same train of thought, has dancing helped you relax when you're stressed? Absolutely. Now on the other side, absolutely. Being stressed out, going in there, dancing, once again, having that strong emotional tie to it, it's just like a nice reminder every time I dance of why I started or how did I end up where I'm at? You know, all the things to be thankful for and how much it's actually changed me as a person. So I, I can definitely dance at any time just to de-stress. And when you do dance or let's say you had a long day at work, could you just do like a few moves just to like, you know, when you shake to just shake it off kind of thing? Or do you want to actually go into a full like body workout? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I'm going to if I'm going to de-stress, I want to I want to actually get there and just actually dance. And it doesn't have to be one of those things where I, you know, get in the perfect studio and I throw on the perfect music. A lot of times it can be just like throwing on some headphones, walking through the grocery store. And while I'm like picking up the groceries on my way back home, just dancing through the aisles. I love doing that. It's like so fun. You kind of tune out the world. You do your own dance and it's like you're in your own music video and you just feel so cool. And I'm sure to everybody else, they're sitting there looking at you like, what's this guy doing with no music and just dancing in front of the Oreos? Could he please move? Those are some pretty damn good Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But I'm the exact same because I produce music and I used to rap. And when I'm driving in the car, I will just sing my heart out no matter what song. And people will look at me. I'm like, hey, I'm just enjoying my time. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yep. I do that. I, I am that person who, if you pull up to at a red light, I am dancing the, my hardest <laughs> at a red light. Guaranteed. <laughs> Take off the seatbelt, go outside. You're like, yeah, just got to dance it off. I can go back in. 
So on the flip side, has dancing ever stressed you out? No, not really. Um, I can't think of a single time where I was truly stressed. Don't get me wrong. There's been days where I've been frustrated trying to learn to dance move or just redoing that exact same thing, trying to get it down packed. But there's never been a day where I've danced and I'm just stressed out about it, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons why I never got into competitions, really big competitions, because I didn't want that stress. I didn't want something that I love being turned into something that was a job for me. So not really. No, I completely agree with you on that. I'm the same with my music. Yep. So do other people's opinions on your dance moves have an impact on how you perform? When I was younger, when I was younger, it definitely did. It Not so much anymore. There's there's very few people as you get older who's going to sit there and tell you that your dance moves aren't good enough or you need to do this. Most of the time, people are just not confident enough to just go out there and have fun and dance in the first place. So nobody's going to really do that. But when I was younger, I would definitely just get if somebody told me, hey, you do that move too much, then I would be like, oh, man, maybe I'm not a good dancer if I'm only doing the same move too much. Or somebody's like, your style's always the same. Yeah, back then it used to do something to me, but now not at all. You're at that point where you just realize you cannot please everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you shouldn't try. It's like uh, an opinion my dad used to say, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. <laughs> yep. And they all stink. Yep. And this just turned into a not safe for work podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some misconceptions about people who dance? People who dance in general. So I think the biggest misconception is the idea that we're always doing a serious dance. You know, um, a lot of the times people think that because I'm able to dance by traditional standards, that I'm always doing those types of dances. Not at all. I love just being goofy. I love having a, a fun time. I, if I'm at a wedding and I want to get people on the dance floor, the last thing I'm going to do is dance seriously. No one wants to follow up the guy who just made the room go quiet from dance moves. Not at all. Instead, I'm going to hop out on the dance floor. I'm going to do the goofiest dance in the world and just get as many people laughing and having a good time and just so they can join in. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I might show off a little bit later towards the end of the night, but I'm never going to start off the dance floor by showing off. I know exactly what you mean. I remember I went to one wedding and somebody just offered me a full pizza in the box. I'm like, hey, I'm dancing, but I, you just gave me a pizza. Screw it. I'm just going to dance with the pizza. <laughs> so I'm just I'm, I'm the dude on the dance floor, just dancing with a full pizza and giving out a slice to everybody. I'm like, hey, <laughs> let's dance. Let's eat. <laughs> They're like, what? Okay. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. People love those type of people. And it really does get the life of the party started. People just want to see other people having a good time. That's really all it is. Now, for you, what has dancing taught you? Not necessarily moves, but what has it taught you in life? It kind of taught me, at least at an early age, and it still carries over. It just taught me at an early age that by being so confident in one aspect of yourself and just really honing into that one ability or something that you train and seeing the outcome of it and just seeing how it all turns into something that you're truly proud of, it changes how you perceive yourself. It gives you a whole new sense of confidence and it allows you to just be a little more, I don't know, bold when it comes to anything. I am definitely the first person to raise my hand if asked a question or walk out on the dance floor or just like do these things that other people just kind of sit back and hold off on just simply because 
I'm used to dancing in front of people. I'm really confident with that. So it's just like, I don't mind being in front of people. I don't mind speaking up. I don't mind being that bold personality every once in a while. It's, so it, it did a lot for me. It really did. See, I feel like if we were in the same city, we'd become instant best friends. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. <laughs> well, if you ever come by in Ottawa, I will definitely meet up with you and we'll, 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 I'll show you my dance moves that I don't have. <laughs> I actually had a fantastic time when I was in Ottawa back in 2008. Great time. A lot of shawarmas. Fantastic stuff. It's apparently the second largest place in the world with the most shawarma restaurants. Well, what's number one? Lebanon. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, shawarmas are great. Now, this is turning into a shawarma not safe for work podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This is how it goes. It's a conversation. Let it flow. <laughs> so do you want to present your hobby to the world or use it as an escape from reality? Who that is. A, I like that. I, I definitely want more than anything. I think it's probably more of an escape from reality. It's not that I don't love presenting it because everybody knows I love presenting it, but it's more about me and less about anyone else. It's I'm happy that it can give somebody entertainment or it can give somebody joy. But it's more about fulfilling something for me and just having that good escape and just having a great time. Just thinking about myself, thinking about the music and just thinking about the dance moves. It goes to that old saying, dance like nobody's watching. Exactly. Even if everyone is. Just close your eyes. It's OK. They're, they're not there. <laughs> Do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in dancing? Yeah, absolutely. Just start. Just start more than anything. No one looks good when they started. Absolutely no one. It's not something that you just instantly pick up and all of a sudden you're doing these amazing moves that just look perfect. It's just one small movement over and over again that you just build into one comp complex movement that just comes out to be one beautiful routine. It just all starts with you just getting out there and just having fun. Don't, need, don't think about it too hard. I promise you the person right beside you probably doesn't know how to dance or just isn't confident in their dancing anyway. So just hop up and start dancing. And do you have any word of advice for where they can go to gather more resources to learn new moves or anywhere to learn? Absolutely. At this point, YouTube, it's I mean, I know that's the easy answer for everything nowadays, but you just be so surprised with how many dance variations and dance styles there are on YouTube, where if you see one that just doesn't, maybe breakdancing is way too much for you and you're just not confident in yourself doing that. Or maybe pop locking is just too structured and you don't like the way it looks. Maybe tap dancing is the way you want to go. There's voguing. There's so many different dance styles that you can just hop on YouTube and just watch these different variations and instantly fall in love with one and just start the smallest move and just do the step one, step two and work your way through it. It's fantastic. And that's the beauty of the Internet. You're just sharing knowledge and you can just learn anything about everything. Absolutely. It's crazy. Now, if people want to learn more about you, Deshaun, do you have any social media links you would like to share? Yeah, I only have the probably the main one that really has just more about me and not so much like one specific thing. It's definitely my Instagram. It's at don't give a bit exactly as it sounds. Just don't give a bit uh, that that'll kind of showcase all the things that I'm into. My love for dancing, my love for games, my love for fitness, just a little bit of everything about me. So there you have it. So I'll put all that in the show notes so people can click, follow, subscribe and do the whole thing. It will be very easy to find. And then hopefully after listening to this podcast and watching his videos, you will become 
a better dancer than me. I'm I'm still gonna try. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm gonna try, but now it's a competition between me and whoever is listening. <laughs> I'm never gonna be Deshaun, but I'll get maybe close. Maybe that's a that's a dream. <laughs> I believe you will. I believe in you. Now, speaking about myself, do you have any questions for me about dancing? Yes, I do. If you could choose any style of dancing to instantly know within one day, what would it be? Um, breakdance. I have to stick with breakdancing because, you know, I'm going from old school hip hop. I grew up with all that. Uh, my music is based around that. So old school breakdance is definitely my style. As of what I actually know is dance moves now. I do a poor Carlton dance. <laughs> that works. And also that Sean Paul move where you, you just like pump your arms one side to the other. And that's about it. <laughs> also works. Just a combination of those. And then I make it work. <laughs> there you go. It starts with the basics. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you, Deshaun, for coming on the show and sharing your passion of dancing and pot block, pot, pot lock. I was going to say pop lock, like as in you go eat. No, pop lock and break dancing. Uh, if you want to learn more about Deshaun, I will put all the information in the description below so you can click, follow, do the whole shebang. And if you'd like to be on my podcast, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this podcast is interesting, by all means, share it with anybody who you think might like it as well. Maybe they're going through a hard time in their life and dance is their is the solution. You know what? Just instead of just talking it out, let your body do the talking. So once again, thank you so much, Deshaun. No, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I had a great time. I really appreciate you having me on. So yeah, once again, all the information below. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.